I want to make this morning simple, but my thoughts goes beyond the things I will share with you this morning. Um, this morning, it's more... You know, when, when we hear the word from Pastor Toby, yeah, it's not for us to then come here and have endless hours in the word. Yeah. Word is vital. Word is important. Word is life-giving. Yeah. Are you here with me? Word is life-giving. It's, it's important. In fact, if I wanted to speak um, an endless word to this morning, it would have been me going into the whole talk of leadership again. I think every time I hear Pastor Toby speak and I've been encouraging people around me um, and everyone listening to me actually, I've been encouraging people to pay close attention to patterns. It's something that makes your life sure and it makes you also not have to worry if you recognize patterns. Scripture is written upon the principles and patterns that God set. Man itself is a pattern. And I quoted to you last week, sometime last week or whenever, I quoted saying that the Bible says that all, paraphrasing now, the Bible says that everyone when Adam died or when Adam sinned, all men died and sinned or sinned and died. So everyone is caught up in some form of pattern. I think the people that are able to take advantage of their their life, the opportunity of life they have, or the chance at life they have, rather, I think they are people who have grown to understand their pattern or patterns around. So why is this important? I'm starting to see doesn't matter which way we go when we speak the word i'm starting to realize that for me and i believe this is the template that god's trying to roll out to the wealth family to the cod family i realize and i hope you do how little we can do without leadership i realize i can't you know i realize what regulates me is leadership being in the position to continuously hear leaders to hear our leader pastor toby i said to you the other day nothing's wrong it's not like i'm upset or anything but i knew my heart was searching for something i knew it and i couldn't sleep and i realized i tried fifa i was even winning you know there's some nights where you're not winning so it frustrates it adds to your frustration but i'm winning this is seasons you're playing real people you know that you're making someone aggravated wherever they are and that usually brings great joy to me. But it wasn't satisfying the, the um, let me say, the unrest I was feeling. And then went to, you know, my favorite thing, world star hip-hop. It, it, it's crazy the things you see there. I can't <laughs> begin to <laughs> tell you the things I saw last night again. And don't worry for me, world star hip-hop, I've tried, he's tried, um, God's tried, and we've accepted that this is part of our agreement, that I can go back to world star hip-hop. But that didn't satisfy me, and I, 
remember late in the night it got to a place that and this is a pattern for me or a pattern for me not pattern pattern this is a pattern for me that i realized i didn't need to figure out what word of pastor toby i needed to hear i just needed to hear him i needed someone to whom god had given the breath of life to breathe life to me so when we closed the year 2021 with almost a constant drive of leadership saying that that's going to be our saving grace for this year and the years going forward i'm realizing more and more or understanding this man called pastor obi that for him to function he must recognize constantly must be in the proximity and when i say proximity i'm not talking about physically being around um i must constantly we must constantly be around the word flow that i'll get into further into the week this week won't be as quiet as last so you expect to see me quite often but we'll get into the leadership i realized that and pt said this before if things are failing in your life just check your word flow but we'll get to that so why i brought all of this up is i recognize my pattern i recognize therefore the pattern of the wealth family and what is it that god then expects of us our duty or our work um i think um i was trying to show you that when we spoke about rest the state of creation or however we titled it i said to you that if you pay attention or i even had to safeguard myself by saying or emphasizing certain points making disclaimers that god himself was the one that endorsed work so i am not trying to say we should not work in fact if you want to know why you're alive it's because there's a work you have to do as simple as that it's because of a work that we have to do that you or that we are alive so why i bring this up is because when we hear pastor toby speak whether it be a word explosion or a sunday or covenant thursday or any other day it's not for us to um, only spend endless time in the word if we do that god is trying to still inspire our bodies again this is something i'll get into maybe tomorrow or from tomorrow it's things like he will quicken your mortal bodies the word what it's meant to do is to bring into action you yeah i'm trying so hard not to mix the things we'll get into but it's to get you and i active that's what the word does again let me just save uh, let me just deliver this and then i'll move to my thoughts this morning very simple it's like god formed yeah the the shell of man the body of man but if man was going to be active he had to breathe the breath of life into him he had to speak the word so there are certain forms we took that we did not um consciously do meaning that it was god who shaped us that way but if that's going to become effective and active it's going to be the constant word you are hearing so what is the duty of the word that pastor obi speaks to the wealth family to mobilize us
Pastor Toby set the direction. Very interesting, this thought, but I can't share it today. Um, he, he sets the direction. He says, this is where God intends to move with the house. He says things like, I feel myself doing it, but I won't. He says things that can two walk together unless they first agree. So what happens is if you want to make or gain ground, if you want to function, if you want to walk, what happens is that God sets his focus or direction for you to make the decision if you agree with it. Then you walk alongside with him. Why did I feel like I needed to go ahead of myself in this week and share that with you? PT made a comment that we should mark out those who cause division who cause offenses i want you to hear me and i want to make sure that all the house houses and businesses are on because when i say good morning to the businesses is to set to work all these hubs and businesses to which god has given us when when we how do i say this now um I don't want to trap myself into into this situation. So let me kind of leave that. So the issue that we have to remember or the point that I want to emphasize before I take you into scriptures that when PT speaks, yeah, what he is doing or what we are meant to do is respond to it. Again, if the family heads begin to speak to the house is for the sole purpose of mobilization it's not the introduction of a new word it's if you consider these things you'll become active you will move in the direction that god intends for us to move so i think to myself this morning what are the words or what's the vision that god has cast or put forward for us why did I make com why did I refer back to the comment that Pastor Toby made when he showed us the scripture where it says that you should take heed, you should mark out those who cause division? Can we understand division a bit more? I think you're in a house here yeah, where your leader or leaders will blatantly cuss you. Let me just be real. If you come against the things we believe. As in, we are not set up, if you have not realized, we're not set up like the old church who feels the need to have church members. Can I just establish that first? It's not like uh, we'll start crying if someone leaves. Our heart may be touched with someone missing it. But we are so sold out to the cause that we will forget you. Yeah? So why did I make that comment also? We cannot see the vision only as people who are trying to, on face value, divide. We must look deeper into that scripture. It says, mark out them who cause division. In my case now, what would division be? Someone who does not agree with what God is saying. They create divided minds. Their actions inspire others to also not agree with what god is saying please i need you guys to be on with me i'm taking 
this time to build up this case so that you will understand again let me just say this in case you didn't hear me if somebody i won't use anyone as example as an example but if someone tries to cause a division the way i've set up um, um, your leaders they can blatantly i'm telling you i don't don't worry the bible says you should love everyone let's define love we can blatantly cuss and make uncomfortable um the presence of that person here simple so that alone can't be the addressing of division division is still the person or the persons yeah within us that has their own mind or a mind separate to the mind that has been revealed by our father pastor toby so let me make it simple in the case that pastor toby has said what we're working on are the businesses do you know division is anybody that is not walking in agreement with that because what god used his man to do is to tell us the way he is walking if we walk in any path even if religion has previously taught us that even if we have walked on that path before if we walk on a path that is not the path that god has said he's now walking in guess what you will not experience the prosperity that comes with god being with you because you're not with him okay do you understand this first of all guys because we're getting into leadership this week yeah uh, i believe you know i can say that and then i might not speak it but i believe we're getting into leadership or we'll look into things or cases around leadership and the word again this week so trusting that you all because i've tried to make that as as difficult meaning as long as it feels i've tried to explain that point doesn't matter how much i'm loved doesn't matter the sentimental attachment if the word comes because what is the manifestation of god to us really to us what's the manifestation of god the word yeah how many of you have seen god i'm not sure people are with me this morning i'm not sure i'm not i'm not um but again i have to do what i have to do this morning so the issue is now if the word is the manifestation yeah i must be wary of anything that goes against the word when pt says things like the word does not break it cannot the words the scripture cannot be broken what does that mean it will not bend for us it will not change for how i feel do you understand it stands so when pt says on thursday that it's like christ is the stubborn just looking at you like this i get it he is not moved by how much you cry he cannot be because he's make up his word his movement is word adam could not move are you listening to what i'm saying to you adam could not move unless word was imparted into him so what we have to do is young people as males and females we have to completely remove anything that is not the word do you know why because it will be wasted energy it will be a wasted energy for us to try but try outside of the means of what god has said that i'm moving in again let me just repeat this so i can move on if the word 
if Pastor Toby, the embodiment of the word for us in this generation says, it's now businesses. It doesn't matter if you've never done it before because the nature of God is to call you into a path that you've never seen. So I must not hesitate in walking that path because I say things like, I didn't grow up with um, 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 being tutored in business. It means nothing. It doesn't matter how much I say, God, this is not fair or we don't know or whatever. God's not concerned. He does not move. He moves only by the means of his word. So we must not hesitate. We must join that focus that the man of God has said because that's where God is moving. Do you want to see, in quote, the miracles of God at work in your life? Then journey with him journey in the path so how do i know that an ib will become someone great she's just walking in the path that god has said she should walk in as simple as that do you understand these things so pastor toby made certain comments i've quoted so for us when we say mark out those who cause the visions you're just looking in your houses I expect a pastor Sharon to look into the house of treaty and think, okay, look carefully. Whose mind is not in one accord here with what we're doing? Mark them out. I expect a pastor Enrique in the house of exchange. Doesn't matter how nice the person or how relevant the person was yesterday. How much are they in one accord with what he is saying there? Because P-Rex will be in one accord with what I'm saying as I'm in one accord with what PT is saying. That's how the houses begin to filter out those who maybe needs a jump start. They need to be made aware that you do know where you are right now. You're not going anywhere. Or we realize those who God has not sanctioned to join us in this next journey. Again, and sorry that I'm, you know... I also recognize that the disclaimers and me saying again and again is, is strenuous, it's long. But I have to say this because if you are outside of the word, these are the thoughts that came to me last night. If you're outside of the word, it doesn't matter how hard done by you feel, how sad you feel, how happy you feel. If you're outside of what God is saying, God's not working with you. All your energy that you're spending will be in vain. So what, if I'm listening to this as I am right now, what would I be doing? I'll be just be making sure that there's no emotion in me that can make me substitute my feelings with what God is saying. Meaning that if I'm sad, it's fine. Let me just make sure I'm sad and journeying with God. Journeying with the word. In agreement with the word. You know, when we say these things, the problem, the innate um, um, curse, let me call it even, of man is that we refuse wisdom until we bear the consequence of not listening to it. What I'm saying here, therefore, is let's not be people who are saying just yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. But we're not trying to produce fruit that is in line with our repentance, our change of mind. Let us right now as we're speaking begin to look at areas of our lives that we're not in total agreement. So I go back and I want to start this now. I go back to the idea of 
Apostle Toby giving us the instruction to do business. You know, the scriptures like, do business till I come. We've heard that before. And why are these instructions so important? God has been directing us as a family towards this way. You remember when I spoke to you about Zechariah 1.17? Don't go there. But it says, again, my cities shall spread through prosperity. Do you remember that? I think in that teaching, I was telling you about the strategic planning of leadership, if you remember. And look at how the seasons has fallen to us again. Pastor, only emphasizing on the intention that God plans and we must too. The intention of what we must, um, of, of what we're planning to do. You must think things through. You must plan it out. I said to you that when God saw that there was the people that were harassed and all, what did he do? He began to speak prosperity. He started to speak plenty to his disciples. He knew that if they did not understand, again, we're getting into leadership this week, but I'll try to stay away from this. It, it, when we get into, um, um, no, when we see a masses of people, the masses, and they look harassed, meaning that they're not at their full potential. They have not realized themselves. They're, they are broken down. They are famished. And all of these things, what, does God do what's the intention of God he starts to speak to his own about wealth about economy and the creation of it about finances about plenty because unless our minds are open we will not be able to treat and lead these people meaning that leaders must be aware of how important finances are Pastor Toby made a comment yesterday and I just want to throw it in here. He says, it's not how we do it, it's why. Yeah? Don't worry, we'll treat all of these things. I just want to keep, for those amongst us that likes to think and ponder on the word, I'm just giving you material to think on. So, at this point now, we say that doing business is important because before we thought, as we grew up, we thought that business or the activity of business, the purpose of it was to make money, yeah? And part of the purpose of business is to make money. It's just that for you and I, we are kingdom citizens. We are citizens given um, or enlightened on the agenda of the kingdom. Meaning that, yes, we must, every single person, you know, if you hear the way I speak, I make no room for an individual within this family to feel it okay or to feel that it's okay to not be able to make money. I also apply a certain pressure, yeah, to hopefully completely eliminate the idea that you do not have the ability to make money. So whether you are a wife or a child, a male or female, there's no excuse for us not being able to make money. Now, if we're not, this is the reason why we then have these words. Because honestly speaking, yeah, you are somebody that is physically close, but in mind very far. You're not one. You know, I love the fact that PT kept emphasizing that unity. 
is a foundation for being able to make money. So you see for years, Pastor Obi has been, this is one area that you can just become an enemy of Pastor Obi overnight. If you're not a person, you know how many times I looked at someone like Abisola, sorry I'm using that as an example, but how many times I looked at Abisola and I'm just saying, you know if you learn how to mix with people, you know you'll be fine. Like if you know how to, um, mixing with people is not, uh, I'm comfortable with them. This is the problem and again, this is my person, um, my reason for coming on this morning it, mixing with people is not just being physically around them it's like you've committed your mind to people knowing that if i find myself having to join this i've joined it because we both have a mind of trying to achieve something for the work if that mind is contaminated with i need you see that selfish agenda is why you won't have that's not isolated to Abisola because I've just called her name so it will make it sound like I'm saying that. But I'm trying to show you that we will make the more we unify, the more we understand, you see. I'm giving you this disclaimer again. Don't be, I, this is something I said to God, to myself here, meaning like in meditation and prayer. I don't want to be the person that learns through consequences. I don't want to be that person because there will always be that kind of people. I want to be able to trust what you're saying now and have the energy to start carrying out what you're saying you see why this is tough now why this will feel tough the things i'm saying to you is because what god is trying to do like i said to you the other day god is trying to remove us from thinking individually and to thinking collectively so why it's tough is because you have to do away with you if it's difficult, it's because, you see, as you're hearing me right now, you are so consumed with you. But that's where I'm going this morning. Because the you that you're currently showing is not truly you. The you that is listening to me right now is a person made up by their experiences. Made up by subconscious and conscious teachings. Made up of culture. The real you is hidden in your discovery of Christ. That's what scripture says. So that's why I have to speak the word in a way that almost attacks who we are. So that we can become truly what he made us to be. Let's start with Luke chapter 16. PT went there yesterday. Um, we've also treated this scripture. I think I taught you this out of. Um, the voice translation where it says we'll read niv first but the voice translation where it says that the purpose of money i told you i read the scripture to you a few weeks back and i said to you that we now know that money has a purpose if you want it to work for you understand its purpose understand its function if you don't understand it money becomes your mammon it becomes a god money is so powerful that it will abuse <clears throat> it will it will abuse any indication of ignorance it recognizes in you the fact that you don't know it will function itself as a god over your life so you will find your life living out trying to find you're chasing money that's worship by the way when you're in pursuit of something it's worship you spend your life trying to chase trying to attain money but 
The issue is if only you allowed words to teach you its purpose, you will carry out purpose knowing that money has to function. You don't understand that. Money has to fulfill its purpose. So I don't need to chase money. I need to do the things that demands the purpose of money, yeah, to function. Does that make sense? So we realized the world was trying to teach us you need money to get a house. We realized that if we did that, back in the days of my mom's house, if we did that, we will have no house. Because the chase or the pursuit of money will be endless. The God that, you know, the concept of God is like you never reach him. The moment you make money a God, yeah, because you don't understand it. It's, a, it's an entity that you will never reach. That's what makes it a God. So guess what? Then constant word puts us, and again, this is kind of where I will be going this week. Constant word and leadership put us in situations. It was me observing PT long enough that put me in a position where I started to house many people in my mom's living room. If it was not for me seeing that, I may not have conceived to do that. I may not have conceived the idea to do it. Please, I want every house listening to me, all the leaders, all the lieutenants. I may not have conceived the idea to house people. But guess what happened? In housing people, I've placed a demand on money to fulfill its purpose. So we can go for a house not having money. But the money will come because now we have realized its purpose. I think, and this is the reason why I wanted to say good morning to all the businesses and all the houses. Maybe if we align our minds, yeah, with purpose. Money as a servant of purpose too. Maybe it will serve you. So if I don't have, maybe I need to check what I'm focusing on. I need to check what my heart is really panting for. Because you do know some people has the idea of giving because they just want to have more for them. Whereas there's some of you among you, and I can't lie and say there's not. There's some people among you that even though you feel the, 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 the stress of the fight, you have more and more if you i think paul messaged me the other day saying checking how much he's given so far this year compared to last year already have cleared what you gave last year this year do you know he had to look at it in hindsight to realize it because he's really in the fight he's really in the fight but let me tell you how i know he's in the fight every penny that came to him was not with the mindset of now I can get something for me. Think, and I have to give these examples so you understand the spirit of the house. I think Akida, when he spoke to her, Pastor Sam, spoke to him um, um, the first few minutes and Pastor Sam just said to him, you know this fight, you see that stress that you feel, that burden that you feel before you get deceived, it doesn't go. You learn how to fight with it. So if God recognizes, actually, if mammon recognizes that you're, you're looking for money is to somehow satisfy you, 
it will not come because it was made to function a certain way so look at this scripture luke chapter 16 verse 9 go on in the niv first go on i tell you use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it is gone you will be welcomed into eternal dwelling. So you remember the story, just because I don't want to spend too long and we've almost done an hour already. Um, you know, he says, he gives us a clear instruction. The use of money, the use of worldly wealth, the use of the unrighteous mammon. It says, it's not for you to take care of yourself. In Movement Church, I told you how you're taken care of. I said, it's, it's a fathered life. You remember when he spoke to us about the birds in the sky? They do not sow, neither do they reap. He spoke about the, the field, the flowers in the field, saying that it is more arrayed than even Solomon. The fathered life knows what you need. But he says to us, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness his way of things his way of thinking seek these things as you do it you will not lack and in case someone still doesn't believe these things we're saying i then say to you consider the years past how little we did for ourselves and how much we have now years of selflessness brought us to where we are Years of, I'll give my example because everyone must be able to give theirs. My example of years of not spending on me. Having a partner, having a wife, having a child, having a family. Things going in quote, looking like the pressure there is take what you have now and deal with it. Take what you have now and deal with it. But for me, it's there's an instruction give yourself over to the people that has been committed to you and what happens years goes on and we realize we have more than the normal person so the selfless life that pt was saying that is the first indication of who we are on thursday is something that you must not take lightly in case you don't understand the theory of it consider the practice all these years consider these things get your mind out of it oh god sometimes it's you know i've always said body language speaks people don't believe that your body gives it off you know it's a concept i tell people but people don't hear it and the problem is is that time will go and you'll grow more frustrated things blossom for us the moment when we give up to the word we submit but that's not my fight today i tell you use worldly wealth to gain friends so an instruction came as to how we must function with money this scripture tells us that christ finds it important that we have or we are able to get i think personally that children of god are custodians not people who own i think they learn the art of being able to move money they know where to get it from. They know where to put it. I think if I watch a pastor Toby clearly, I think the reason why we're blessed is that we have a father that knows where to sow our seed. 
He knows where to invest our life into so that we can blossom. Again, years has been a witness to this. Time has been a witness to this. So he says, I tell you, use worldly wealth not to go and gain yourself a bigger house, not to go and buy cars, but for the purpose of gaining friends. The only profit that God wants you to have are specific friends, people. That's the profit that God wants you to have. So you can market. If we say that, um, just in case this ever gets somewhere, if we say that there's someone here that over the last few years has raised a million, you don't have a million sitting in your bank. But check what you have. The quality of people you have access to. The quality of people that you have their heart. So when it runs out, you will still be welcomed into an eternal dwelling. Do you know how many years I used to say, can you, do an can you do a business with our investment? Do you know how many years I said that for? I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves. So again, what is God saying to us? The kind of things he wants us to have a profit of is people. That does not mean you will lack, you will have more but we must understand why we have why we continually give because that money can disappear it can go i tell you use worldly wealth go on to gain friends for yourselves mm. so that when it is gone you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings let's read this in the voice then i'll take you to a scripture i didn't give you Learn some lessons from this crooked but clever asset manager. Yeah. Realize that the purpose of money is to strengthen friendships. Look, so Christ observes the crooked man. The crooked but clever. He says, realize the purpose of money. It's to strengthen friendships, not to make me comfortable. Yeah. Why am I starting with this? Again, if your mind is not in agreement with where God is speaking, you won't see his power at work in you. You will not see his word at work in you. Realize that the purpose of money is to strengthen friendships. Yeah. To provide opportunities for being generous and kind. That's all it is. It's just to give you opportunity to be more generous and kind. Why? Go on eventually money will be useless to you because money by itself will not last eventually money will be useless to you i'm coming somewhere but if you use it generously yeah. to serve others you will be welcomed joyfully into your eternal destination matthew chapter 25 from verse 20 from verse 14 let's read this quickly then I'll take you to a scripture I gave you the other day if you've gone back to listen to it. Verse 14. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. Mm. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground 
and hid his master's money. Okay, you've seen that. Verse 17 again, I think it was, or 16 rather. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once. You remember we treated this at once being he did not hesitate. Yeah, but what did he do? What did he not hesitate to do? Go on. And put his money to work. He put his money to work. He put his wealth to work. This was what I said I'll mobilize myself with. PT said to us, and this is taking me to, again, I'll say basically my last scripture. Um, PT said yesterday to us that the worldly wealth can be your talent. There were certain things that the master, before he went on his journey, he left you with. You know, the problem is when we came into religion, religion made us idle. I realize if you've not understood relationship, you will be a very idle person. Your mindset, what religion will do is religion will make you think that God would do something. When relationship that's formed from you really hearing the word would actually say to you, I will do something. It puts the responsibility on you. That's what word does. But the word is the enabling power for you to carry out that responsibility. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once. This master came and gave him talents or gave them talents according to their ability. I told you this before. So none of them was at the disadvantage to the other. Everyone was given the ability. All of them was given something for the sole purpose of what? Transaction. Exchange. Interaction and activity with others. Yeah? Every money being made today cannot be made without the engagement of another person. So he gave to everybody, if it's a parise, if he gave us a, a, a serviceable spirit, a spirit that serves, yeah, it's almost like a skill and talent to the one that does not have it. Yeah, for her, it's just she don't even realize she's doing it. But God gave her that gift. God gave her that talent. Yeah, so that she can have a means to exchange. You look at Tony, there are many ladies here and I don't in any way, I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way, but I prefer Tony's cooking. <laughs> Why did God give her that? You know, so before she'll probably be thinking, ah, cooking is not as um, attractive as being the one that will be called to speak, maybe. Or the one that is referred to as the money person yeah but that talent was given to her so that she can win some so that she can also engage use your worldly talent use your worldly wealth if you're someone that is very like is naturally or you're somebody that can organize things well yeah it's a talent that is used to win people the problem is if you're not thinking from the perspective of family and nation 
you will feel that what you can bring to the table is not needed. So you will already set in your mind a class of things I must win to be considered important. No, in a nation you need everything. You need everyone. I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. You will need everything and everyone. This is the reason why Paul in the book of 1 Corinthians 12, we're not going there, emphasized the setup of a body that there's not one person that can say I can do without the other. In fact, if a head ever thinks I no longer need a finger, it only inflicts pain to itself. It only creates a disadvantage for itself. This is the reason why we push together unity, understanding that as young as the Ramses may be, I need him. Do you understand that? I need him. He may not take the structural form that I have, but if we understand family and nation, what he contributes helps me. What I contribute helps him. So he says, use your worldly wealth. Let's read it once more again. Oh, I, where were we? No, talent. Yeah. So he says that the man who had received um, five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work. He put his wealth to work. So again, when I use the example of Abisola saying that if you don't get engaged with people, you know you're only harming you. Like you can be the person that hides in a corner long enough. But the problem is, let me tell you who you're likened to. God forbid. But you are like the person that hid his talent. Because there are certain situations, certain circumstances that brings to light the wealth that is in us. There's a parable in the fact that there are many treasures, precious stones that are hidden in the, in the ground. There's a parable in it, meaning that the same ground from which men were made. God is trying to tell Remy. That do you know that what is actually so precious, yeah, what you can use to financially liberate yourself, to trade, to build, to make this world and your environment better, is dug deep in you, buried deep in you rather. And what you must do is come into an environment, come into a word environment that digs it out of you so you can put it to work. So this is the issue. Many of us have not allowed the word to deal with us until it locates our wealth. Or when we came into religion, and we're guilty of it. When we came into religion, it was like put away that talent. Because what we wanted was just a bunch of people who constantly speak scriptures to themselves. But you notice that style of church could not win a generation. After you've won the first class of people, it usually just stops there. Stops there. And then maybe one or two people become something. They start to give you money. We realize the, the, we realize the lifeline of a church. But God is speaking to us. Again, why did I say good morning to the businesses? Because it's something that God has given to you and I that must be refined to the T. Must be sharpened. Because it's what, it is what God has given us. It's what allows us to engage with people. 
Remember when I spoke to you about many houses, my father's house is designed to accommodate all. All is to the exception of none. So we must have a house of publishers for those whose life is around media. We must have, um, 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 what else now? We must have locked in for those whose mind is in things like training. We must have it. I can't look down on it. We must have it. As far as people is there, people are found there. We must create some kind of platform that allows us who are enlightened to engage with them. The church is not a place that people can come and engage. It's not. So look at this scripture. Read, go back to um, um, Luke 16. Let's read in the, we've read the, the voice, right? Okay, let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. I read this to you the other day um, for those that listened. I was speaking about maturity. And I said that maturity is contentment in God's word. One of your sisters asked me, was asking for clarity in that. Because will we not witness discontentment with where we are? Yes, but that's not what I was saying. I said maturity is contentment with what God is saying. So I can be discontent with me not reaching what God is saying. In fact, that's what pushes us to do more. But the discontentment that we must be careful of is the discontentment of, I don't feel like the word is sufficient. I don't trust that the word can take me. Do you remember the scriptures we read? Psalm 131, where it says, stake your trust. I love scriptures like that because God says, I am your exceedingly great reward. So stake your trust in me. You will not be found losing. You will not be found in losses. If you can stake your trust in me. Now look at what this scripture says. It says, but godliness with contentment is great gain. Read it for me again. But godliness. Maybe read from verse 5. Let me see what verse 5 says. Or wherever it makes sense. It, verse 3. Go on. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching... They are conceited and understand nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and constant friction between people of corrupt minds. Let's read this from verse 3 again, because I didn't know that all of this was here. But you see, when I was saying to you that PT emphasized that we should mark out those who cause division. And I said, the vision cannot just be our um, um, two people. Because we're just, unfortunately, we're not as saved as we should be, maybe. So we'll fight. <laughs> you understand? We'll clear that person. 100%. You know Pastor Obi can do it. And all of you should be able to do it. Amen? But when we read that scripture, that it says that we should note those who cause division and offenses. Yeah? It says, contrary to the doctrine you, which you have learned. So it's not just about how I feel. It's people who are not in agreement with what PT has been saying. 
anyone in the houses that are not in agreement with what Pastor Obi is saying to the world family. Those are people we should not make a mark of. If they cannot be recovered, we should isolate them. That was the instruction. You heard it yesterday, right? Okay, so read 1 Timothy 6 from verse 3. If anyone teaches otherwise, that's the point of division. Go on. And does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching, they are conceited and understand nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy. So they just talk. Their interest is unhealthy. And all their words is just going to result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions. Go on. And constant friction between people of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. Now, this is interesting. Look at what verse 6 says then. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Let me see verse 7. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. So this is what I'm trying to say to you, yeah? I'm going to read this in a different translation. But you see, godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. Do you know what God is trying to tell us? What is for the world remains in the world. How do I say this? Um, okay, before I even say that, if I can even undo what I've said, listen to this. For we brought nothing into the world. When this scripture is read, when we read this, this is God trying to make our minds agree with his. That you cannot take from the world and have with you. You cannot store up. It doesn't work. Do you understand it? What is for the world, it stays there. Ah. How do I say this now? The, 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 for we took, we came into the world with nothing, yeah? And we can take nothing out of it. So, you know, when I said that I think the children of God, yeah, are not people who hoard, are not people who keep, but they're, they're, just, they're just meant to simply be custodians. They know how to keep the world moving. People who, because you remember, you see, I'm struggling because I don't want to make this longer, but I'll say, I'll try to say this quickly. Remember that the father of the world is God. It says that we know, we by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The systems what fathered them was actually God, his word. But what's the problem? The people that are now given, I, I, where I want to go into this week is shepherds, leaders. But understanding that when the Old Testament referred to shepherds, it was not just talking about pastors. It was talking about every position that is leadership. Kings, governors, all of these people, priests, were all shepherds. So what was God's issue with? God did not say, I want to destroy the world. He said he loved it. Who did he say he would wipe out? Man. Because it's man that corrupted the garden. It's man that corrupts the world. So what happens is that some people saw a system that God created. 
Remember, do you remember last year when I spoke to you? It was very random what I said. But I said that God saw that it was good that he allowed there to be streams, water, around a place that there was gold. Where I said that God said that economic activity is good. I'm trying not to complicate this. This is something I told you since last year. He saw economic activity and he said it is good. Money in one place is not good. It is not fit for purpose. But economic activity is good. So what's the issue? Men came into the world, saw money and thought, let me take out of this world to me. Do you understand that? This, so when we see men being greedy, when you hear PT saying people like um, the government in Nigeria taking money for themselves, that's not even a worldly act. That's really defiled. Because God created the world for money to move, for activity to happen. Do you understand my thought now? Yeah. So here's the issue. He's trying to tell us that we're not meant to be people that take out. We're meant to be people who add, who adds value, who adds meaning. Yeah. So you realize if you ever try to do something for the purpose of having, <clears throat> You almost, do you not feel sometimes that you hear people making money, yeah? Then you say, okay, I'm going to do it because you heard it makes money. But it doesn't make money. Do you know why? Money was able to discern that you're trying to take out of it. Yeah? God, as much as we see the exodus being gold, yeah, given to the Israelites, do you know that was just the money being moved from a nation to a nation? It was not money given to them saying, as a reward of your 430 years of slavery, as a reward of all your hard um, labor, take this. No, it was for the purpose of something. If Abraham was very wealthy, it will make no sense until we realize, oh, but he has to house 318 families. So if we can create a big community, a viable community amongst us, I'm simply trying to say, the more people you employ, yeah, um, Josh, as is your birthday, listen to this, the more people that you employ or you create um, food for, the more money you will see move with you. But if you're an individual trying to take out money, it won't happen because that's not the purpose of it. That was not even the purpose of your worldly wealth being able to speak. It's not the purpose of it. God sent men to make the world work properly. You remember that no shrub had come up from the ground because there was not yet a man to tend it. If the world will function to its full potential, if it will function properly, God must find men that understand his word so they understand how to make this work. So when the scripture says, we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it, God is trying to tell us, if you keep your mind, like, and we've seen this with Pastor Toby, he doesn't have a storehouse. Do you understand? If he's bringing, if a community is raising finances, he knows how to put the world to work properly. So what is great gain for us? Godliness with contentment. In case you don't understand that, let me 
permit me just a few more minutes to break that down. Message, verse 6 in the message. A devout life does bring wealth. Do you see that? A devout life does bring wealth. Can you get the definition of devout? In case there's someone listening to me that does not understand this. Are all the houses and businesses on? Are we awake? Look at what devout means. Just Totally committed to a cause or belief. Totally committed to a cause or belief. Can I get the things on the screen? Are we still on? Just signal to me if we're still on. Yeah? Uh, Define um, devout again. Totally committed to a cause or belief. Totally committed to a cause or belief. So a devout life, a life that is totally committed to something brings wealth. Are you listening to me? So if you have not produced wealth, if wealth is not brought to you, yeah, you are not totally committed to something. Again, this is my good morning to the businesses. If we want to see wealth come, it's because of a devout life. Someone that is totally committed. Someone can actually say, I am totally committed, yeah, to funding the agenda of Pastor Toby. You see that total commitment. It's not to say that something from the sky will just fall. Your state of being totally committed will make things happen. It will bring wealth to where you are. Are you listening to me? It's what a devout life, a totally committed life. So, you know, when Paul started to say, for this cause, I bow my knees. He found something that he can totally commit himself to. He found a cause that was willing, that he was, he found worthy, in fact. He found a cause that he could actually submit himself to. Oh God, are you listening to me? So what God is saying here is that a devout, when we said the godliness with contentment is great gain, we had to look at this translation to further understand it. It says that if we can be totally committed to a cause or a belief, it will bring wealth. Look at what it then goes on to say. But it's the rich simplicity of being yourself before God. What is that wealth? The rich simplicity of being yourself before God. You know, religion did not allow us to be ourselves. We began to pretend inside the four walls. Until you pretended and pretended until you realized, oh my days, you've lost who you are. You, you can't even function like you used to. If I'm speaking to believers now, or if I'm speaking to new souls, I'm not going to tell them to do bother themselves with fasting and all of those things unless it's led. What I'll be telling them is use your wealth to now go and gain. Go and gain friends. Go and gain people. So total commitment. Please put the scripture up for me, yeah? total commitment to a cause brings for me wealth so you have to ask yourself the question when you go back to your different hubs and businesses and you begin to think how are we going to bring wealth you must ask yourself as your part and contribution to the business to the team are you totally committed 
total commitment to something means that you're not sharing your commitment with something else so you see let me tell you something an instruction that pt gave me in past year when i um when we sold the time ago yeah he says the love for the work is what will help you love her more so i'm not committed to pastor ashley i'm committed to the work that's what makes me committed to her sometimes we think in order to keep everything afloat you must be committed to many things or sometimes we say oh it's just a few things no it's total commitment to the cause if a residian sits down saying that i'm committed we're committed to the cause they will bring wealth yeah wealth will come why because that total commitment will reveal every total commitment my my passion for this work is actually is actually digging out of me those precious stones it's revealing my wealth so if i say that it was total commitment regardless you know let me be the pastor yeah everyone yeah sometimes i say i always say this to people it's like look this is why i'm the pastor yeah because we understand i realize pastors are given a heart i can't even say it's because they're brilliant they just have a, a certain heart you know when we saw um the yellow girl anna yeah years ago you know we used to say oh this girl's so rude do you remember remember i remember walking into um heartsmead living room yeah and i think she had got into a heated back and forth with diana diana do you know who diana is diana's a god diana's a god selfish <laughs> I just wanted to trigger but I the living room man I can see everyone else's face like shit this oh damn <laughs> shit is not a bad word or yeah just thinking this this could go left but to be fair I was kind of impressed with Diana she didn't react like I would have thought she would before so she's growing but for me i was saying do you remember when we had you know we used to have conversations and we would break down people's characters why they the way they are and i was like she was not she didn't grow in a typical african home that is just like um your servant to everything you understand you know africans are like this they don't grow like that so you must not gauge and measure her by that you know what i measure her by the only thing that made me see her Imagine this is a yellow girl, yeah. There's not um no, let me not say that. This is a yellow girl. She stands out in the back in Shepherd's Media. Like from far you see her. Let me not say that. But I didn't see her until I saw her service. Now, guess what that total commitment, her service, like she don't care, she just totally committed she gets passionate she gets annoyed she's totally committed to it it kept digging until we realized that this girl's quite creative didn't see that at first glance she probably didn't even know it what i'm trying to say is that your total commitment can dig out of you things you didn't know you had that's why i said i refuse that anybody a female or male a young person or old person cannot make money if you're totally committed it will dig out of you treasures my total commitment let me just end it with this my total commitment 
will bring wealth. And that wealth is the rich simplicity of being myself before God. The more I hear the word, the more I really become me. So you remember when I said earlier, earlier on, earlier on when I said that most of us, who we are now, we think it's us, but it's not. The person that's sitting here listening is a person made by the subconscious and conscious teaching, culture and experiences. But who you are, you discover in the word. So this week, what is it that I'm saying with all of this? This week, what we open up our week with is saying there's a work to be done. God gave you the ability to sing. Use your worldly wealth to gain. God gave you the ability to organize. Use your worldly wealth. The more committed I am, the more refined I'm becoming. I'm being shaped. Definition of me is being discovered. The more committed I am. So every function, every business, this is the question you open up your week with. How committed I am? Or am I? Because if you truly are, you'll make anything happen. That will lead me into conversations this week like, did I not say to you, that ye are gods we'll get into that conversation maybe from tomorrow that's the scripture i want to use for leadership if you have that in mind we will prosper remember the truths of prosperity that i've taught you god will give you if he understands that you understand your channel not someone's storing up it doesn't work like that do you understand that do you understand me, everyone? Let me see your comments to make sure that you understand me. I'll leave other scriptures for maybe tomorrow um, onwards. I really do want us to get to the understanding of things. So all our businesses will begin to flourish because we are totally committed to what the man of God has said. This is where God is going. Totally everything it doesn't matter if you pick up something now in this season you know when i spoke the word custodians of wealth yes sir when i spoke the word to the house of treaty i said look it doesn't matter you will keep digging you will keep digging but you will always find but what came before that that in the year of famine in a less than ideal circumstance you sowed in that same year and in that same year you reaped a hundredfold meaning that you may be sitting down with an idea maybe you have a small talent in your hand you have a small witness in your heart right now maybe if you put that to work even though it may not look ideal in this same year you will reap a hundredfold do you understand that businesses will begin to boom Community hubs will be filled with people. Creativity will reach another height because you are totally committed. Upon that note, I will end it today so we can start our week. I love you all. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. I'll be back on at some point tomorrow. Love you guys.